is a god of the game. The champions are out thanks to a glorious goal from Hazard. Uh, not the fat one. Italy scraped through the Austrian defense. One of Denmark or Czech will be in the semis. Well, who would have guessed that? Or keep your predictions aside as this Euros continues to throw curveballs at us. Is this the beginning of the end of Ronaldo? What's next for him? Let's go. Euros is truly alive and kicking guys. Struggles, upsets, heartbreaks, celebrations, we have seen it all and the best is still to come. Welcome everyone to Sports Charcha where we are all geared up to discuss and dissect the four round of 16 games happened so far. And to do that, we have my friend Ishan with us. Hi guys, welcome back. Lots to talk about today. Yeah, so let's let's don't waste any time and get right into it. But just a slight change in the running order. Uh, we are going to discuss the last game first, the game that is still fresh in our memories. So let's start with Belgium versus Portugal. The holders are out. I mean, Belgium proved me wrong. They do have the ability to play the uh, quote-unquote other way to win international knockout games. Yes, I, I, I finally won a prediction which I'm happy about. <laughs> uh, but I think it was a very solid game by Belgium. They just did just enough. But, you know, to be honest, Portugal were disappointing as well. You know, I think we remember talking about this, hoping that Portugal might come alive with the squad that they have in the knockouts. It didn't happen. They just didn't click. Uh, not too many chances. A great, great goal by Thorgan Hazard. The Hazard Real Madrid should have bought. Uh, <laughs> side note. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, congratulations to Belgium. They are looking really strong. Now that they have another way of winning as well, which adds another layer to how strong they are. Yeah, I was pretty surprised to see. So, A, to see him start with uh, three really old defenders. I mean, it was Vermalen, Alderweireld and Vertonghen. Like, pura matlab expendables ko leke So, A, that was very bold. And B... Uh, they didn't play, I mean, they, after they scored the goal, they took on, they they, 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 they took that pressure on. Uh, this is pretty much what Portugal did in last Euros. In fact, pretty much Belgium did a Portugal to Portugal, if we have to put it in a way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, immense credit to those three old defenders. They did really well against uh, Ronaldo, who's been in spectacular form. Well, this wasn't his best game because Ronaldo's best game is... It has, is, at, is at a ridiculously high level. But yeah, he did what yeah. he could do. But I was a little... Uh, I mean, I, I would say that, as you were saying, right? Like, Portugal have these wonderful, great attacking talent and we were expecting them to do well with those attacking talent. I thought that is where they lost, in a way. Like, for example, Fernando Santos wasn't able to put a system together to use these wonderful attacking talent to go and express themselves. He was still within that that defensive lineup, how he played uh, in the 2016 Euros and won it. So uh, the, the way forward for Portugal, I see, is to either change the manager or the manager, manager should change his style. Because with this kind of talent, you, you cannot play this kind of football. I think, and also I think they have, the good thing about Portugal, for example, is, the, they have time on their hand. This squad will be there for the World Cup. You know, you never know. Ronaldo also might be there for the World Cup. But 
the crux, the main midfield, for example, of and the defense, uh, like Ruben Diaz, for example, will all be there for the World Cup. So this is this is just a stepping stone. It'll be a learning for them. Uh, but you, you correctly pointed out, Fernando Santos needs to adapt to the squad he has. Uh, I think that's uh, one of the feedbacks we had for Gareth Southgate as well. But Southgate got the results right. Uh, the squad is attacking. You need to change that, adapt to that style, and make it more attacking. You know, almost like a Klopp style would suit Portugal so well right now with the squad they have. I mean, see, see, it it showed right. I mean, when you have a midfielder like Bruno Fernandes, you play João Moutinho. Yeah, like a 35, 36 year old João Moutinho instead of Bruno Fernandes. So that goes to show the way Portugal was set up. But again, not taking anything away from Belgium. As I said, I never knew that they can play like this, like scoring a goal and then just simply putting men behind the ball and, and defend. In a way, they were forced to do that also because of an unfortunate injury yet again to Kevin De Bruyne. I am not sure whether... Uh, we haven't seen any any report yet in terms of how bad the injury is, but I'm I'm I worry for them because he, I mean, there's nothing I mean, there's nothing new to talk about. Yeah, Kevin. he is their engine. Uh, like Hazard got injured as well, but nobody is talking about it. Uh, but that's <laughs> how Hazard is right now. But losing KDB potentially is going to be huge for them because you know even KDB coming off the bench. He just adds that another layer to Belgium, which nobody in the world can do. That's certain thing Kevin De Bruyne does right now that nobody in the world does. And that is going to be very important for uh, Belgium moving forward as well. See, Hazard, the, I mean, Eden Hazard, actually first half he wasn't that great. But second half, especially after De Bruyne went, uh, where De Bruyne was taken off because of injury, he actually played pretty well. For about 15-20 minutes, he was really good. He was holding the ball. He was using his butt, uh, famously pointed out by Yaya Toure in one of his articles on, on how Eden Hazard uses his butt to play. <laughs> so he did that very well. But again... It went to that one player. Oh, what a player, man. Lukaku, again, you will never see. If you look at the game, if you look at the stats, you will never see his contribution. But again, that goal was again because of Lukaku. Yeah. It was because of him. He is superb. See, he's, he has become, as you said, we were talking about this last time. Lukaku, how he has added more dimensions to, yeah. his, to his forward play. This time, he went back to him being that big bully one man at the top and he did that amazingly the number of balls he won great great game uh but i i think they might lose a lot of steam by the time they play italy i'm not sure but we'll see we'll see how it goes italy have literally lost a lot of steam by playing extra time so <laughs> yeah that's also true Anyways, now before wrapping up this belgium portugal uh we have to talk about this because portugal have gone out right now is this the beginning of end of Ronaldo I agree like next year you can expect him to be there uh, for the World Cup but is this the beginning of the end of, of him at least at the international level I think so uh, I think I, I for one think that if Portugal would have moved forward in this tournament and say at least the semi-finals he would have probably called it this time 
but I think they've been left with a sour, bitter taste in their mouth by leaving a little too early. I think this was not the phase where they budgeted to get out of the tournament. So I think World Cup, ke baad, World Cup to he'll play for sure. I have a feeling. Uh, and uske baad he'll call it a quit. But yeah, he's not going to be the, he's not the same Ronaldo, we know that. But he's still your top scorer. Great. Uh, one of the greats of the game. I mean, one of probably the best player who have ever played. So we'll miss him. But we'll yeah, move nahi on. Nahi hai wo. Him kya? <laughs> nahi, wo Ali Dai ka record karne tak he is not leaving. He's going to ah. score that goal for sure. <laughs> I'm saying in international tournaments, ah. at least in Euros. Anyways, but let's talk about a waste of talent by another team uh, which lost their game to Czech Republic. We're going to talk about the Dutch team, the time, the team that uh, Ishan and I, I, I actually like, I would say. <laughs> I mean, this time we, we saw what this team is capable of. We knew this is going to happen sometime. But yeah, it happened a little earlier. But tell me, Bala, do you actually call this result an upset uh, no. based on how this tournament was going? No, no. In fact, I was just talking about this to another friend like half an hour back. I was just telling him that I didn't see the Netherlands-Czech Republic game. I, I, I didn't see, the, see it as an upset. Yeah, because Czech Republic have been playing amazingly in the group stage. We saw that, right? And Netherlands had an easy group. This was literally Netherlands' first proper challenge. And they crumbled, they choked. That's what Netherlands have been known for right now. And that unfortunately, for the last since they made the last World Cup final, after that, it's all been downhill for the, from for them. And I felt it was a lot of naivety from Netherlands. Uh, you know, they just thought that they'll whatever they might somehow just sneak through whatever because just of the talent they have. But you know, we saw that red card for delete. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. there are debates about was he pushed by Patrick Schick or not, but ignore all of that. He bloody handled the ball. Like, he literally swatted the ball away. Who does that? When Patrick Schick is through on goal, there was no other, you know, I, you know, we talked about dubious call by the referee, but this was probably one of the easier ones he's going to make. Yeah. Right? Clear, it changed the entire dimension of the game because Czech Republic at that time was just getting, starting to dominate and then Netherlands lost a player. So, it just became inevitable in a way. But Czech Republic still had to put the ball in the back of the net and they did it twice. So, very well deserved. Yeah, and Czech played that, uh, the the standard international knockout strategy, whatever you call it. Absorb the pressure and have really efficient forwards who can go and finish off the chances. Were absolutely brilliant. And yes, the delete red card, I mean, there is no arguing there. But just 10 seconds before, the delete red card happened. On the other side, Daniel Malin missed a wonderful chance, which is also... Oh my God, what a chance. Yeah. And this happened right after that. He missed the chance, like within 5-6 seconds on this side, Dillett was uh, handling the ball and, and getting sent off. The, literally, like within 15 seconds, the game moved from one end to the other end. But yeah, Netherlands, again, one of their problems, they were not able to uh, score goals. I mean, they were scoring goals. If you... Uh, if you look at this, uh, the 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 matches that they played in the in the in the group stages, they did score goals, but they were not. I, I mean, they were kind of 
trying to paper over the actual crack that's that they are they don't have a very yeah. good forward line debay has been saving them a lot vinaldam has been saving them a lot but they don't have a proper striker who can produce goals during these kind of crunch games and that's again came i i saw on the on the sidelines i was obviously let's get one thing clear this is has to be i hope frank de boer's last game <laughs> yeah. as coach for netherlands <laughs> yeah but lurking behind them i was seeing rude van nistelrooy oh yeah man don't true yeah man do they need a player like rude van nistelrooy right now <laughs> i'm not even talking about van persie or i'm talking about rude van nistelrooy some guy who just knows how to finish the ball yeah. right there was such do- strange selection calls as well because quincy promise he's not done shit hmm. and you put him in almost like an attacking winger kind of role he was so ineffective you know memphis depay i am not a big personally a big fan of memphis depay i don't see what he adds in a team he's a great scorer from distance etc but you know he needs the ball served to him he can't do very much without it right and that showed because all czech republic did was cut off the lines they just cut off all service to the wings as well as to depay and he was almost irrelevant in the game Hmm. This is the first time ever Netherlands registered no shot on target in a tournament game since when the records began since in the 1980. So that's how bad Netherlands were but again credit to Czech Republic amazing game their uh, player Holes it's not Holes it's Holes he had a wonderful game I mean see, this is again one thing I I like about international tournaments I mean uh when I started watching international tournaments back in you know mid 90s 1950 <laughs> no mid 90s <laughs> so and and when you move on to the 2002 2006 when you start following EPL and a bit of la liga here and there these are the international tournaments where you will find these new players where you will discover these talent across europe and uh, across these czech czech league you know this this uh, finnish finland league eredivisie and all these players i mean whole yeah. is one other player who came out like this and you have few players from denmark who will talk about so that's that's another one thing which i like about this international tournaments yeah anyways now enough of netherlands and czech republic let's move on to one of the favorites of the tournament who is going to face belgium in the quarter finals and that is italy and italy were put to test and 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 i have to say they they just passed court and court yeah i uh, i think i i said i called this again i said Austria will not be a walkover uh and Italy took that a little too much to heart because uh, they tried their best to make their lives very difficult against Austria Austria had a great game by the way David Alaba again at the center of everything in Austria uh for Austria's football I meaning their game uh but I think I think just the bench strength for Italy made the difference you know uh Chiesa coming on change the game like literally it was under 5 minutes he was on the pitch he got a brilliant touch across made from across the goal he touched it maneuvered dodged the defender and shot across the goal yeah people say it should have been saved probably but a goal is a goal uh and yeah it i if you look at it from the overall game italy had a lot of chances so i would say italy deserved it but they made life very difficult for them it could have gone either way because 114th minute austria equalize 
you don't you never know what could have happened right and so it was a tricky fixture i would say uh, but they made it through and that's what matters right and i think this this kind of a result will actually give them a lot of confidence because it's been very easy for them so far and they needed this kind of a match where you know they have to fight grind and get get that result and so that now they are going to be mentally prepared to play a team like belgium yeah yeah it will be really interesting as i said belgium i don't think they'll have enough legs to beat this italian team even though yes you said that italy italy sorry <laughs> italy played that extra 30 minutes in the end <laughs> but yeah they have pretty amazing bench which uh, which showed its strength uh, not just uh kiesa who scored the goal but even pesina who came and scored that second goal which wrapped up the game yeah. great result for italy uh, as you said this is necessary experience that you have to go through if you have to go ahead in an international yeah. knockout game because you will play you will definitely play one at least one another game that will go into extra time and this experience yeah. will really help and and i think just to add to what you said why this is going to be really tough for belgium is because italy's strength is belgium's weakness which is their forward line and their wings where they have pace they have wily attackers who are going to be constantly moving about look at spinazzola he plays left like left back but he's on the wing he's attacking all the time that's going to be a challenge for like as you said the expendables to ma- match like to mark right so that is going to be very challenging for belgium it's going to be a great game to watch yeah spinazzola again i have never seen a full back spending that much time inside the opposition box as much as he does i don't know where he gets the energy that guy is a bunny he keeps running up and down up yeah. and down all the time anyways good luck italy uh, you will be facing i mean they will be facing belgium and it's going to be a it sounded like a game show right now <laughs> good luck italy you will now be facing in the hunger games <laughs> uh, good good and the winner of that will could eventually meet france or meet the team that defeated france or meet the team that defeated that defeated france okay we get it we got it we got it <laughs> anyway moving on to our fourth game which is wales versus denmark which is actually the first game since we are going on the reverse order it is our fourth game uh well i expected wales to do better in fact wales started really better this game uh, they were within the first 15 20 minutes they had a couple of decent efforts on target i thought wales are getting into the groove but denmark just made a very um Uh, a very uh, small tweak in their tactical formation uh, which then allow players like ramsey and bale to find space i don't know that small tactical change might have made this entire game to uh, switch to denmark's favor and what a goal man what the first goal i uh, was brilliant dalberg what a goal that like dalberg had one of the one of those great games you remember in european football you know where you know it goes into the folklore that it was that kind of a game which nobody will talk about un- unless you're a danish guy yeah. because he was unplayable like literally he could have shot from anywhere and it would have probably gone in because that first goal was just class like you know he didn't have too much room to shoot he took a quick step not too much follow through and just curled it around if you see it in slow motion the curl he got on the ball 
with not too much of a follow through it's incredible yeah. so that was a great goal but if you look at it i think the the i won't count the last two goals because that was i think when wales realized it was over like brethwaite played really well he i never knew he was so fast <laughs> literally like i have never seen him run in like barcelona nobody runs anyway just pass the ball in so but he literally breezed past most of the welsh defenders to the first the first third goal i think where he assisted and the last goal which he scored was a great finish as well so all in all i think amazing to see denmark doing so well what a story this is like i hope they go forward it it's going to be one of those great stories so it's yeah exciting to see what's going to happen yeah i mean and and again going back to the point of uh, discovering international talents you just talked about dolberg there is damsgaard all these players because everyone thought it's going to be our eriksons and hoybergs and we all know what happened yeah. to eriksson but look at these youngsters who pitched in and and showed what they can do this is amazing to watch as you said we it, denmark has clearly become the second favorite like the sony ka ad where they so where they show meri dusri country denmark yeah. has literally become a lot of people's second favorite denmark is the new zealand <laughs> new zealand of football yeah they have in fact we were just talking about nice guys finishing first last week yeah. uh, this denmark team is definitely one one such team what yeah. eight goals in two games they've suddenly like woken up like they are going to give a great game against Czech Republic now again they'll be playing Czech Republic and if they win that game semi finals of euros i mean that is that is an amazing achievement i'm not trying to patronize the danish teams i mean they are a very good team in fact they have won this tournament back in 92 but you will have to uh, tip your hat to them if they do that yeah i think any result from any result from now is them overachieving because that was not this even with you know eriksen being in the squad if he was there it's still incredible now even now without your best ever player in a way you're still doing well in fact you're playing better every game that is something to be you know commended yeah and you saw poor bales post match interview where you where he walked off when someone asked him whether he is going to play for- i mean people should just leave that guy alone man like i think it's now harassment poor fellow man i i really felt sorry for him see he gave it all he played really well yes there is always that uh, knife will will hang over him all the time that he doesn't give his under person 100% to his club but he never done that for wales that is an unfair like when you if you ever seen him play for wales i saw quite a lot of the wales qualifiers he literally gives it his all for every game yeah yeah madrid mein alag tha tottenham alag but like wales mein i don't think you can ever question his commitment yeah yeah he is definitely a national hero out there i mean i I'm, i don't know anyone who is welsh but i believe uh, they will have high regards for him yeah. anyways not such a high barrier to be the greatest ever welsh player to be honest <laughs> i think dalglish is there that's probably it no no dalglish is scottish Scottish. yeah yeah okay ryan giggs is from wales bale has done more than ryan giggs for sure for wales at least <laughs> yeah, yeah that's semi final last year last euros anyways that's about the four games and as we are speaking croatia and spain game is going on it's 10:40 pm monday the 28th of june it's 1-1 still we can just i'll just simply talk about the first half the two goals the first goal oh my god what a funny goal it was it's one of the most comical goals you will ever see 
Unai Simon will never forget this in his entire career. And unfortunately, it has been awarded own goal Pedri. <laughs> Poor 18-year-old kid who's doing hard, all the hard work gets an own goal against his name. But Spain uh, came back very strong. They were absolutely brilliant. I mean, this is the Spain that we all love to watch. And I remember predicting this game that this will be a dull nil-nil draw and it will get into penalties. But yeah, I, I have been proven wrong this game. It might still go to the pen- go to penalties, yeah. but not be dull. Yeah, it's not a dull game so far. It is it's a thing but dull. Anyways, so that's about it for Euros. Let's quickly talk about the next three games that's coming up. The next game is going to be tonight. That is France versus Switzerland. Again, we expect France to go through. Uh, do you want to cover anything here or any other interesting? Uh, no, but I, I I would again say Switzerland can probably do an Austria here and, you know, be a little tricky. Uh, but France just too strong. I think like they I don't see them having too much difficulty. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, they're going to go through with this one. Do you think England or Germany will be thinking that if they win this game, Finals are sure because they, even on, on that side, you have Netherlands out and it's only Denmark. It might be there back of their mind, but we'll see. Yeah, that's that's going to be a game, man. That is the game I'm looking forward. That's the game of the round anyway. Like two heavyweights. Yeah, and looking at how Czech Republic defeated Netherlands, suddenly England's 1-0 victory against Czech didn't look bad. <laughs> yeah, Gareth Southgate is smoking right now. But, you know, it's Germany, man. Germany in knockout. Tournaments are at, are they like Real Madrid? However bad the season goes, however bad you play in knockouts, they're a different beast. Agreed. Agreed. I have nothing to argue against that. All right, guys, that's about it for Euros. Speed point. So, nothing much to talk about in terms of managerial transfers or player transfers. Whatever deals that we were talking last time are still pretty much in that same stage. One managerial change, Bala. Which one? Nuno Santo. Uh, Nuno just signed a deal with Fenerbahce. I don't know why, but yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, that throws all bets off. I mean, I was expecting Nuno Santos to be Spurs' manager. Wow. So, Fenerbahce, interesting, yeah. interesting. I thought he'll, he'll stay yeah, in England. And then there's hmm. a lot of controversy happening with the potential uh, signing of Rafa Benitez to Everton because of his Liverpool connections. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how well that will be received. But yeah, that's another change that might happen soon. Yeah, that's I think for the football, obviously because of international football, Copa America... Just to give you a round off, Brazil finally didn't win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they drew against Ecuador, but they're all, they've already qualified. So have Ecuador right now. Uh, so, Copa America is going well, I think. But I think we covered this in the last episode where the it's literally like a season. How long <laughs> this tournament Copa yeah. America is. So, I, thought, I don't think we'll put too much effort into it till the knockout. <laughs> yeah. So, actually, just to round off what Ishan just started. Uh, so, the group where Brazil is from, which is the Zone North, all games have been played. So, it's Brazil first, Peru second, Colombia third, Ecuador fourth. And yeah. from the Zone South, the games are ending tonight. Uh, we have a game, Argentina versus Bolivia. Argentina need, uh, need a win to top the group. And the other game is between Paraguay and Uruguay. And as we are speaking, Spain have scored the second goal. I don't know who scored, but Spain have scored the second goal. I Aspilicueta, apparently. Anyways, 
great so we'll we'll go and continue watching this game you guys also go and continue whatever you are doing that's it for today guys we will be back on thursday night we'll talk about the remaining games and we will do a preview of the quarterfinals and copa america's quarterfinals until then it's bye from bala bye guys see you on thursday thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed what you heard please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to it not only helps us but also new listeners to easily find our podcast you can also reach out to us on twitter at the rate sports charcha a big shout out to the jamboom audio for our theme music you can follow the jamboom on facebook at the rate the jamboom audio bye